Welcome everyone to the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm Michael Lonnan, and today I'm joined by HSO's Director of Implementation Services, Adrian Blake. And in this episode of the Dynamics Matters podcast, I had a chat with Adrian about one of the toughest parts of technology project delivery, measuring success, and knowing what success looks like, something many struggle to do. So grab a brew, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Uh, tea. How do you have it? How do I have it? Uh, uh, white, uh, no sugar. You're sweet enough already, Adrian. Uh, definitely. Camping or glamping? Um, well, it's a bit halfway between, but I say camping. My yeah, best memories are always camping in a field with no facilities. So, uh, <laughs> and a hole in the ground. Eat out or eat in? Eat out. Glass half full or glass half empty? Always uh, half full. Always yes. half full. Always look on the bright side of that. And, um, you know, on the half sort of full side of things, we, what I want to talk about and what I want to pick your brains about is really about technology delivery and and seeing the success of the things that you're putting in place. Now, when I think about it, there are three things executives generally care about most. It's revenue, growth and cost. That's why they put technology in to improve one of those areas somewhere. But what sort of things do you think, in your experience, get measured and should perhaps be measured in a technology project? Well, uh, there's, there's definitely, um, you know, the scalability, um, the ability to be able to grow your business on the same number of resources. I mean, that's absolutely crucial to any project. And it's 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 the typical key driver. People want to expand their business 10%, 20% every year, but they don't want to expand their workforce by 10 or 20% to match it. Um, so, um, you know, that's a, that's a definite measure. Now, another good measure is, you know, efficiencies. So stock availability, number of back orders, trying to reduce that sort of number, number of people picking, you know, number of pick fails, all, all those sorts of uh, measures are, you know, crucial, especially in retail and manufacturing businesses. Do you find that um, when uh, when these things are being looked at, that they're being looked at because they've reached a critical point? And what I mean by that, where the technology is going to fail because the company's growing or they're going to fail because they're so old or they just aren't able to create those efficiencies what the general triggers do you see well it's it's that fear isn't it it's uh it's that fear of uh, losing business so um i mean triggers that i've seen i've seen systems crash around peak trading times systems come down on saturday mornings just you know when people are trying to get into the shops and trying to buy stuff the inability to be able to do something so I see companies try and move into international, into other countries, other regions. Yeah. And and they just cannot, they cannot fulfill it. They're basically, the they you know, they're really struggling. And when they do fulfill it, when they do actually, you know, get a system in place to actually support it, they can't actually see the numbers. And the well, numbers that are coming back are, uh, it's very, very tricky. You know, they can't trust they, them. They can't trust them. And they're not measuring apples. They're measuring apples and pears, you know. Yeah, okay. Which numbers are different than the British numbers. So, so in, in terms of um, when those projects, you know, when they're, they're thinking about, okay, so there's a trigger point. I'm now going to do this. This I'm going to put this project in place or I'm going to kick this project off. Um, what sort of things look like successfully? You talked about efficiencies and scalability. How can those efficiencies and those changes be measured? What sort of tools do they have? What sort of different ways do they have to measure whether they've reached those those outcomes? Yeah, yeah. Well, they, I mean, there's there's the two. There's there's you know the project objectives, and then there's the people, isn't there? The okay. people. 
actually uh, using the system and utilizing the processes and that's quite easy to measure you just go in there and just perform an audit how they're how they're they're doing are they following you know good processes um are the processes being optimized in terms of the actual um the measuring of uh, those i mean yeah it, you've got your objectives at the beginning um, you've got your KPIs all defined for the projects and the implementation. Then it's a case of just sitting down at the end and grabbing the numbers, either from BIs, if we want to know number of back orders, just grab it from the business intelligence systems. If you want to know the efficiencies, again, just measure, you know, the value of sales orders or picks right. going down compared to the number of people you've got your full time. So there's very simple ways yeah. to actually uh, achieve that. It's important, isn't it? It's, it's essential. It's critical, I'd say, to have objectives set and well versed in advance of any project you go into because you can't see the end. When when do you reach success? When do you reach the end without it's, it? Well, yeah, this is this is um, absolutely fundamental. And it's one of the key lessons. And it happens on all projects in all industries around the world. Okay. You don't have something key to start with. When you actually get into the project, people get excited. You know, it's yep. new to it's uh oh we can do this we can do that you know and all the blue sky thinking all those frustrations from the last 10 10 years come out mm -hmm. of the project and all of a sudden uh, the project has exploded you know and it's doubled in cost tripled in cost so keeping to that tight scope and having strong people we call them anchors at hso but having those strong people making sure you're keeping to the scope and scope that's that's difficult enough because scope isn't generally defined yeah. you know black and white so you do have to listen to your heart a lot what people are saying and what your heart is saying to actually keep it to that scope and then you can go live or in budget on time but if you don't do that and you don't you're not clear what you're trying to achieve at the beginning yeah. excitement and curiosity starts quickly wanes yeah yes. those anchors that are they important in making sure that you go from that point of setting the objectives and sit before you start the project and then reaching the point at the end where you've, you you believe as a business you've met those objectives is important those anchors important yeah no and it's important on both sides isn't it it's important on you know to have a really strong sponsor on the customer side good strong project management as well and probably someone really good who's actually looking after the solution making sure it all hangs together um so you've got that side and also on the the implementer side as well very very important to have those three core people driving it forward and sticking to the knitting and not getting excited do you think um in your opinion do you in your experience do you think um people's expectations change throughout the sort of a project from the start to the end because new unknowns are found different things change obviously over time yeah. I, I actually found in the last few years i mean i've been in this industry now 20 years but i found in the last few years people have become more mature about what needs to be achieved okay. a project. So I would say, I know, 10, 15 years ago, people, you know, got very excited. So they got to the end of the analysis stage yeah. and all of a sudden they've got all these great ideas. Oh, we're going to implement them. We're going to implement them. Okay. But now people have been burnt by that. Their fingers have been burnt and they're basically saying, well, they, they, we don't really run an, an, an A&D sort of blue sky thinking phase at the moment so much. 
Um, so I think the expectations, you know, are kept, you know, keep to standards. A little more realistic than, than they used to be, perhaps. They, they used to be. We used to come in, the salespeople <laughs> to sell. Sell it first, work out how to do it later. Yeah, they used to sell too. candy floss and then we'd come along with uh, a bit of popcorn. Just to disappoint everyone, sort of <laughs> popcorn. Now, if there was one piece of advice that you had to give to any organisation um, thinking about a project or planning a project uh, about um, looking at that ROI element at the end of it, what might that be? It might be as simple as make sure you've got your objectives well set. But if there's one thing that you think they should do, what would you suggest? Do you think just be clear about the senior management team in your business, what you're trying to achieve? Stick into the knitting. Something Adrian Assist will help keep your technology project aligned with the needs of the business. Needs that define whether or not your technology project is a success. But this is only part of it. It's something you have to do first if you want to ensure any technology project is a success. And that's to be clear with your manager about what it is you're trying to achieve. What you then measure, what technology you choose, how you implement the teams you bring in and the partners you use will all then be defined from this outcome. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Stay tuned for more wide-ranging topics by visiting www.hso.com forward slash dynamics hyphen matters. Until next time, take care of yourselves.